subjects you have for today oh it's finances don't you look at the thing (laughs) i didn't know if that was the only thing we were doing i mean who knows (laughs) we might freestyle a little bit (laughs) so all right well that's what's up go ahead all right cool so did you play the music i did that's why you're supposed to have your headphones on my bad (laughs) (laughs) okay what's up everybody uh, 30, 30, and thriving. I don't even know what episode it is at this point. <laughs> but uh, we're in the process of a lot of changes and transitions. Today's show is about finances, getting your money right. Um, so on today's show, we've got, we damn, it's been me, Alex, Jalen, and Jamie for the last, what, three or four shows. But today we also have Latresa hey, Blackman. Hey. And she's been on the show before, what, mm-hmm. once or twice? Uh, twice. Twice, yeah. Twice, twice. So, um, and we're going to talk about... How you can get your, well, like, first of all, why finances are so important, um, different ways that you can kind of get your money right, what all plays into that credit, things like that. So, um, because Latrice is our guest and she's kind of an expert in this area, I'll let her start it off. We've got Facebook Live going, so if you have any questions, comments, concerns, drop them in the comments. I'll be checking it periodically. I just want to say, first and foremost, if I knew we were talking about finances, I wouldn't have riled you guys up. From the start, the way I, th- <laughs> I thought we were talking about something controversial, but we're talking about something informative. If you so now paid I feel attention, bad. Facebook can't even see you, and it's okay. That's, that's a good thing. That's completely fine. <laughs> yeah. So, if you would have paid attention, nonetheless. So with that said, <laughs> so yes, I have been with the Thirty Flirty and Thriving Family now. I think I, my first appearance was like last May or something. Like May first, because you were my first guest. Oh. We're coming up on a whole year. I so like, <laughs> we should have, matter of fact, now that I think about it, about a we should have right. done this right. I know, we should have done, done it this right. <laughs> it's all big, good. We got big things popping right now. So we do. We, we got a lot of stuff going on. So, my name is Latresa, aka LT, TZ, and I am in finances and then I'm also in real estate. So, a little bit of history about me is I used to work for Corporate America. I worked for this company called uh, Wally World, Walmart, for a long time. <laughs> And uh, I got pretty sick back in 2011, and I had to take some time off of work. And when I did that, I realized, too, that my life was consumed with work. All I did was work, 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 work. And I wanted to go and start my own business. And when I went to go apply for a loan because I was off of work and because I had a lot of medical bills, even though I was making good money at the time, I could not get a loan to save my life. So um, my credit score had dropped down to a 515. And um, but I was making over two hundred thousand dollars a year, but I couldn't get a loan for a thousand dollars. I'm like, wait a minute, <laughs> that's crazy. That's crazy. I'm making good money, but I can't get a I can't get a G. Like, I can't get that. <laughs> <laughs> <Like, laughs> so uh, I started to get my shit together, basically, for lack of better words. And um, I was able to take my credit score from a five fifteen to a seven ninety five. And once I was able to also do that, it just kind of put some things in perspective of how bad it is out here. Um, 97% of America lives paycheck to paycheck. 
and has less than a G in their savings account, right? Mm-hmm. And so while we think we out here living our what, best what life. What percentage was that? 97%. 97% of America lives paycheck to paycheck and has less than $1,000 in their savings account. So if that's you, you're not alone. <laughs> but it's also why most of America is struggling and in debt. Exactly. Um, I think so. One of the beautiful things that I've realized in knowing you is that you have multiple streams of income. You don't just get your money one way. Amber knows I am a hustler. Like, yes. listen, the average millionaire has seven sources of income. Yes. Okay, seven. So if the government shutdown taught you nothing else, is that anybody can shut you down at any mm-hmm. time. Right. So if all of your ads are in one basket, if you are working for someone else, then you're putting your life at risk. And at any time, all 50 states are called an at-will state, which means they can come in there and say, Thank you for your service, but it's time for you to go. For sure. Unless you work for yourself. Mm, <laughs> so having multiple sources of income are very important. Um, I don't know how many sources I have at this point. Amber <laughs> knows. Like, I'm always like, all right, I call you back. I got to take another call. Oh, mm-hmm. I got to do this. Uh, because I'm trying to build where I can just sip on the beach and or sit on the beach and drink a pina colada type of life. Yeah. Right. Because you know? that's the next that's thing. That's where it's at. Getting you know? passive sources of passive. income. So, like, with, I mean, same thing as you. I'm a hustler. So, it's. I think I started teaching myself how to do hair in, like, elementary. By middle school, I was charging people 20 to 50 a head to, like, braid your hair, do your hair, whatever. And that mm-hmm. was my first, like, okay, I can make money. Plus, I had a job. Plus, I was doing that on the side. And then I just caught finding like I literally am a jack of all trades I could pretty much do anything because I had to always find creative ways to make money mm-hmm. as I got older and I started realizing okay I want to <laughs> minimize the amount of time that I'm spending and then maximize the amount of money that I'm getting in return for my time and also finding things that I don't mind spending my time doing it because I enjoy doing Absolutely. it so if you enjoy doing hair if you enjoy fixing things if you enjoy driving if you enjoy whatever it may be creating things um, there's a way that you can turn that into a money making the, the next part of it is then creating ways to make that a passive income for you so you don't hack actually have to do anything and yet you're still getting money absolutely and so talk about some of the different ways that you can make passive income so um, there's a lot of different ways you can make passive income a couple of mine that I have is I have rental properties um, I've got 25 rental properties and two Airbnbs right now um, in four states mm-hmm. and so right now even if I decided that I wasn't going to do anything for a whole month I still have money that's coming in right because um, I believe in owning those properties free and clear so I don't have a mortgage on any of those so I just when rent comes in cash app is a beautiful thing that means people paying their bills um, so that's just one form and then um, I also on top of that I'm a real estate agent on top of that I have a mentorship program where I teach people how to get into real estate investing um, I am in financial advising, so I help people get their credit together, their finances together. Um, what else do I do? <laughs> On top of that, I also um, have done and continue to plan women's empowerment events. Yes. More to come. <laughs> Nine to thrive. That, I'm going to drop it. Uh, she's the one? She, she's, the the one. One. she's the one. She's the one. So they can't see me on the camera, so I'm looking over here. But yeah. I'm looking at you, Latrice, yes. from over here, even though I'm not looking at you. <laughs> real quick, real quick, we have a question from Phil on Facebook. What recommendation? I'm gonna try this again. What recommendations do you have for keeping the credit bureaus in check to make sure they raise your ratings when you're making payments on debts? Seems like some credit agencies don't report things until a bill is fully paid. So it's not the credit bureaus that actually do that. The actual person that you pay your bill to is who has to send that information in. Yeah. So if you're paying um, Comcast, 
and Comcast doesn't report, that's not on the credit bureaus, that's not on the actual people that you pay your bill to. Now, one way you can force them to do that is by disputing because they have to respond and update your payment history within 30 days of receiving that letter. Mm -hmm. So if you have a company that's not reporting correctly and accurately, consistently, then dispute them off and they have to respond. And you can send dispute letters every 30 days if you wanted to. Mm -hmm. um, and they would have to update your account every 30 days by federal law. And there are easy ways to do that. Like you can go right on Equifax or Experian and you, mm -hmm. you know go through your report and you mm -hmm. click dispute on the items that you want to dispute. After and and that's free. There's it's just a one specific link that you go to where you don't have to actually keep pulling your report and you can easily dispute items. Or hey. <laughs> or <laughs> or you can call me your Amber. <laughs> hey. Yeah, there's a lot of misconceptions and, and they don't tell you these things. So you so unless you have somebody to guide you, you kinda gotta figure it out on your own. Yeah, and then that's the thing, like there is so many things and so even with, you know, with Amber and I, what we do, we work for a company called Financial Educational Services, and we teach you about literacy because you don't want to be adding anything positive to your account without getting rid of anything negative or derogatory first. Mm -hmm. So you want to clean up first and then start adding the positive because if you add, you know, trade lines. Oh, by the way, a trade line is not an authorized <laughs> user. Everyone always thinks that. Yeah. A trade line is anything reporting on your credit report. So mm -hmm. every line, any, any open account is a trade line. So you don't want to add any positive trade lines to your account until you've already gone through and cleaned up the old or derogatory, which include inquiries. Mm -hmm. um, I see people all the time that have a shit ton of inquiries. Like, yeah. I had a guy yesterday that had 43 inquiries on his Man, so that's a lesson for is everyone. Is you stop, oh, that's crazy. Stop, stop <laughs> giving no your social no, security no, number no. out to people. People are asking for social security number. They're pulling your credit. Even if it's like, oh, it's a soft pull. No, like, do not just like merrily give your social security number out to people. Really take some time and make sure it makes sense. Um, car dealerships is another big thing where you go and they're like, do in-house financing. It's cool. We're just going to run your credit. It'll all be one big hit. So it's not going to ding your credit, you know, five times. That's a lie. It dings your credit five times. In-house financing is always higher um, interest rates than it is if you get financed through a credit union. So you have to really be aware of these things. And we have another question. Thoughts on land contracts when getting into the mortgage game? Oh, good question. So I'm going to throw in my um, real estate plug right now and so here's the thing you there's some great programs out there for first-time home buyers if you can avoid a land, land contract not land a land contract then it's important to do so most of the time land contracts have a high interest rate usually their interest rate is like seven eight nine ten it's all owner finance they can set whatever the interest rate they want to mm -hmm. at the same time you got to put a lot of money down most of the time ten percent of the cost of the house you have to put down with the land contract mm -hmm. Right now, there are programs out there that I can hook you up with where you can get a home with a 600 credit score and zero money down. So if you've got a 600 credit score, that means you can come to the closing table with no money and have a house where you're just doing a land contract where you just had to give someone 10 Gs plus. Is this for first-time home buyers? First-time home buyers or even wow. if you've had a house before. So I have people I work with all across the country that are in the mortgage industry, but land contracts is if you're beneath that um, you know that 600 mark and it's something you have to do right now it does get you in home ownership but your interest rates higher and my my thing is I'm always going to teach you how to save the most amount of money right so just do it if there's no other option but you probably want to do a traditional mortgage you're going to save a lot money more money doing a traditional mortgage than a land contract mm-hmm and let me just stop you all real quick because if we did lose the recording we didn't lose very much but it was just the point that you made about um, just thinking you're paying off old stuff yeah. is, is automatically. So just say that again, just for the recording. 
Uh, you talking about the when seven you think stuff? you're making your credit better just by paying off old stuff. Yeah. So basically, I mean, if you think that you can just go and pay off everything and it's going to increase your credit score, that's not how it works. A lot of times you have to, there are other steps that you have to take. And a lot of times your first, your first step should always be to dispute everything, Mm -hmm. dispute everything, dispute, dispute, dispute. Then you reevaluate what needs to be paid off in what order, because something that a lot of other people don't realize is once you do pay something off, it brings it current. So if it's a really old account and now it's brought current, that's a neg- it's still a negative item on your report and now it's a current negative item. So the impact is higher in your score than when it was an older item. And so do you think disputing is better than just contacting them and having a conversation? Because on all the, all the ones that I had, like I said, I had a, a lower score than I thought it was going to be without even missing any payments but I just contacted them and said hey like this is the deal what can we do here and I think it was like three or four like one was like an AT&T bill from like four years prior that I thought I had closed the account and had one last payment on mm-hmm. obviously so four years of that has probably killed my score and brought it made it come back quicker but the point is I was able to contact them and say hey this is the deal are you guys able to remove it the same way that you guys said mm-hmm. do you recommend disputing it or trying to have that conversation Well, first. I'm always going to say save money, right? So two things. One, it matters if you're talking to the direct person that you owe the debt to or are you talking to a collection company. Mm-hmm. Right, and so, and so, and so I, for that one I had to do both because it was so old that I had to contact AT&T and contact the collection agency. And I don't, to be honest with you, I don't know who removed it, but it was removed. Mm-hmm. And, and that one helped. I think um, it has to be the original debtor that has to has remove to it. Okay, right. so so obviously I called AT and T first because I didn't even know it had been sent to mm-hmm. collections until they had told me that. So, so that brings know. a good point, Amber. So I'll I'll let Amber answer this because we talked about this earlier. Mm-hmm. So Amber, what about medical bills? So how do medical bills work? So medical bills are a violation of HIPAA because if if you owe you know Detroit Medical Center a thousand dollars and you don't pay them, and so they sell it to, you know, ABC collection agency, they've now sold your medical information, which is a violation of HIPAA. So there is a specific violation code that can be written up by a legal team, by a lawyer, and sent out to that collection agency or to that medical, to the, the provider, and disputed and taken off your report because it's a violation of HIPAA. But they, I've never seen those on my report anyways. Medical bills? Really? Oh my gosh. <laughs> I'm like, whoop, that's have a baby. <laughs> right. Oh, I, oh, I have. I, oh, oh, have a baby. Oh, yeah. oh. <laughs> I was like, wow. Hey, hey, I, didn't, <laughs> I, didn't, I, didn't, I, didn't, have, I didn't have one, but I paid for two, so I, I know how it gets paid for, yeah. So, nonetheless. Yeah. Another episode. <laughs> right, I was like, damn. But yeah, so if, if it's not, but so as Amber said, if you went to Detroit Medical Center, they sold it to ABC Collections. ABC Collections does not have a right to come after you. If they can't tell your mama, brother, sister, child, uncle what you saw in your medical records, what makes they think they can tell ABC Collections? Mm-hmm. So yeah. it has to say when you're disputing, know what you're doing. Because mm-hmm. if you're just saying, please remove you know, ABC Collections, it's not going to fall off. But mm-hmm. if you say, this is a HIPAA violation of Law 127.3.72, then it's going to come off. So mm-hmm. no right. law. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And those are a lot of people have those like sometimes you don't even realize it or there's insurance mishaps or people enter the insurance wrong or you you have a lapse in insurance or a change in insurance information. I mean, there's so many things that can happen that you don't even realize. Maybe they don't even realize until you get the bill 
or the the letter from the collection agency is like, I don't even know I had a bill. Like, what's going on? I have insurance. What's the deal? Um, those can be really confusing, and they can really hurt your score, but they can be easily removed as well. So. And can we mention, like, having good credit is, like, super sexy. Like, right? y'all ask them on a date, like, what's your credit score? <laughs> Should we? I show you? Yeah, like, at what date? Yeah, that's that's real, though. That is real. Well, well cause a relationship, obviously, if, if, if it gets serious enough, yeah. financials are going to work in, right? Absolutely. So that, that's the thing. I have a whole nother show topic mm. <laughs> that I want to know what's to the point. I don't mind someone asking me my credit score, what's in my account, all this stuff, because the expectation is that's going to carry over into a relationship. Vice versa, though. Girls don't like a lot of stuff asked or expected, and that's, yeah. I'm just saying that's something we're going to talk about eventually. But okay, make sure I'm back for that. Episode. <laughs> <laughs> listen, <laughs> listen, the way the way your face turned when I started talking shit to Amber, like you, you're coming back because I know you have something to say. Anyways, but um, point being, uh, I, I do agree that financial stuff is so important, and I think what is downplayed a lot, yeah, uh, guys play a lot of games and do a lot of dumb stuff and don't have their finances together. Amen. But <laughs> hold on. <laughs> but a lot of females don't have their stuff together with all this credit card debt and stuff like that. And I think people forget coming into a relationship. Like you're checking all the guy's stuff, you're making sure he got a job, you're making sure all this and you got fifteen thousand dollars in credit card debt and I'm sure we can go into this. That's the worst kind of debt. So I'm like Well wait a minute, but let's talk about it because it's still finance related. So how, when in a relationship, mm-hmm. how how do you split the bills? How do you mesh finances? At what point do you mesh finances, and how does that look? I think it's different for every person. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm just interested, I, like, what everybody's... We'll start with Jamie, because yeah, I haven't yeah, heard yeah, nothing yeah. from y'all. Yeah, That's on the table. Let's go. And I was giving Jalen props on her, think, her little voice. I think it really, it really varies on income. So, like, if the man is bringing in more income than the female, I think a good a good way to split it is, you know, the woman pays the bills, the man pays, like, the rent. Just the big hitters, basically, right? You know, the big bills. So that's just me personally. Um, as far as relationships, though, um, me personally, in my past relationship, I felt like financials kind of played a factor into our relationship once. It started getting really serious. The years going by, and I feel like it's very important. Definitely, mm-hmm. I think it's something that you need to talk about. Something you need to be aware of. And I would agree that when it comes with women, it's not really a subject that they really want to talk about. But I don't think it's a subject that anybody wants to talk about. But I feel like mm-hmm. everybody needs to be aware of it. That's how I feel like that's like half the battle there is just really just being aware Having of it. An open it. conversation about yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. open conversation about it, being aware of where your financials are at, at the current stage, things of that nature. But I think it really just varies on the, the, the relationship. If you both are making the same income, mm-hmm. I think you should just split everything. But it, it also depends if you guys have children, you know, mm-hmm. things of that nature. So yeah, it, it's, it gets a little tricky. Definitely would say that. For sure. Jalen, what do you think? That just put a lot of things in perspective. <laughs> you were saying because I was just straight 50-50, but because I haven't been in a situation to where, you know, I've been with someone that we've had to split mm-hmm. the bills or, you know, so I've always been by myself to do that. Mm-hmm. So it's just always been me paying for whatever. But 
I there was a post on Facebook like, do you think in a relationship should it be fifty fifty or not? And so I said fifty fifty mm-hmm. because I just feel like you should pay a half and I should pay a half. Right. So that's. I feel like it's also a big issue where men we have a problem with us paying everything, but mm-hmm. like really that idea came from men. So it's kind of like, you know, we did this on ourselves and we always want to be the provider. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. I think it's the man's, like... Ego and all that. Unspoken, written, or unwritten rule that they're the provider and they kind of take care of things. And that is still, I think, the expectation, which is why probably a lot of women don't want to have that conversation about their finances. Mm -hmm. It's like, it's not important. You're the provider. You know what I mean? Like, a lot of women still think that way. It's interesting. Very, very... It's two things. One, I had a girlfriend who was engaged to get married and she found out in premarital counseling that her fiance had a hundred thousand dollars in credit card debt. She called off the wedding. For sure, I would have too. She called off the wedding. Yeah, I would right. Because one, because you should have told me that before we got to premarital counseling. Mm-hmm. Right, <laughs> right. And so that was one thing. And then two, you know, as far as the bills are concerned, I have dated people. I was dating a guy at one time, and I was kind of up for some promotions. I was all geek, like I'm moving on up, like I'm feeling myself. And he was just kind of like, eh. And I was like, what's the problem? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he was a teacher. And he's mm-hmm. like, so I'm supposed to be okay that you make triple the amount that I do? And I'm right. like, so here's the thing. <laughs> I'm not going to stop moving. Yeah, so if you yeah, got a problem with this, we can problem. just crash and burn now. Yeah, right. But Absolutely. I've seen that happen, you know, many times. For me, I don't care what you bring, what I bring. What we bring is what matters, you mm-hmm. know. So I could care less. I'm not counting your money at the end of the day, if we're that serious, if we're living together, we got a family, everything's still coming out of the same account. Yeah. And so I don't really care about who's pulling more weight and who's pulling other because that's part of relationships. I, that doesn't matter to me how much money you bring to the table as long as you're driven and you have something to bring to the table and you're content, I mean, you're not content with just settling life. Mm-hmm. To me, it doesn't make a difference. Yeah. And I think, like I said before, I think that for each couple, it might be a little different. I know mm-hmm. when I was married, he made more money than me, but we sp- still split everything down the middle, like 50-50. I had my own account. He had his own accounts. And I didn't really deal with his accounts. He didn't deal with mine. It's like I had my own money. But because of that, because he did make more money than me, and yet I was still paying for half of everything, he had more expendable income where if he wanted to go in, you know, floss or, like, buy toys or whatever, he could do that. And I was like, damn. I'm stretched thin. <laughs> I'm stretched thin. <laughs> also, when things would come up, if, like, there was an issue with the car or anything happened with the house, then it was like, well, it had to come out of his because I'm like, yo, I'm stretched so thin, you got me paying half of these bills, and I don't, you know what I'm saying? So, like, then he would get upset. He's like, well, I got to pay for this extra stuff. So, that, again, where them, them passive stream, oh, my bad, them passive streams of income came in, I'm like, I got to hustle. I got to make more money because... I still want to, because I never wanted anyone to be able to be like, well, I took care of you, I did this. And I'm like, mm-hmm. no, I, I'm contributing my half. But maybe that, because I've also, like, have talked to people who are like, no, a man is supposed to provide. You don't have to do, like like you said, like, mm-hmm. I take care of the major bills, you just take care. Yeah. Or even, like, I know people who the man takes care of all the major bills and the woman just takes care of the amenities, essentially. Yeah. Like, if she wants a cell phone or like credit cards car no nails them whatever like all that stuff or like the household stuff toiletries or whatever and the man just take care of the necessities um so it's different for every person but again i think that's why it's important to have that conversation up front when you know you really digging a person and y'all might be heading in that direction Because you don't want to be in premarital counseling (laughs) and lose your boo (laughs) you know over but and they didn't 
they didn't break up because of that, right? What always happens is hold on, because I gotta I gotta look Latrice in the face on this screen over here. She's she making too many things, and people need to see my face too. They didn't break. What I'm saying is they didn't break up from the conversation at marital counseling. They broke up from the conversations you have after that. Like like you said, what, where Why did this come? When you right. get home, that's when the real conversation mm-hmm. starts. On where where? And, and there's probably ten or ten or what's that? Uh, there's probably like ten or fifteen conversations that come uh, after finding that out in marital counseling. So, um, that's point the up. thing. Like I talk to people all day, every day. I talked to a guy today, him and his wife have been married for 15 years, and I was like, well, he wants to buy a house. I said, well, what's your wife's credit score? I, I, I don't I do not deal. People don't know. I say all the time, yeah. you can be sleeping next to someone and have no clue on what's going on with their finances. Mm-hmm. It right. happens more than you think. I, I think it, it depends on the relationships mm-hmm. you've been hey, in. I, th- I think some people are fully aware of how that goes, um, probably because they've been burned before one way or the other. I don't know if I get to go into my view <laughs> on this because I Do you have your cord going right across the camera? You do. I'm trying, listen, I've been over here struggling. But now, now, now it's facing me. You can't see Jamie. You gotta turn it that way. Give me a second. Oh, that way. Keep going. I'm working on it. No, I'm helping you. Unless well, he do it by himself. Okay, keep going. Are we good? Keep going. For real? I don't yeah. do it. Yeah. Oh, I just got my screen fixed, man. <laughs> uh, and, so everybody, everybody that that heard Latrice go at me, this all started because I because I got the camera up right at the start and and on, gave guys. myself a little kudos. Listen, can we just unstick that thing a little bit so I can move it closer? Oh, I can unstick it. I'm trying to plug it in something station. We just go on. Here we go. Back to nothing. Okay. Alright. <laughs> anyway. So d- day one at the <laughs> at the other studio. You gotta keep turning it that way though. Can you give me a second while I hook this up though? Okay. Everyone thought it was easy when I gave myself props. They wasn't feeling. Alright, no. Me. So turn it. To <laughs> <laughs> Are we good right here? Uh yes. That's actually better than it was before. Good if job. If it stays. Right. I have a tendency to make things better. But she's so mad at me. I'm not, not mad. I'm really <laughs> I'm not mad. I'm not mad. I'm not mad. Uh, I think we're good. All right. So. I did have a question, though, um, for Amber. So, um, being that you were married, did it ever come across of you guys joining accounts? Um, we talked about it, but it just, I was very like independent like not so much that it was all me not wanting to join talk we we talked about it we like revisited every couple of years our finances and how we should manage it should we change it how are things working we would try something a little different and then you know it just i think we were both more comfortable just having joint account or like having individual accounts Mm -hmm. separate accounts um yeah i don't know and i don't really know if that was more me more him i think it was just both of us were just more comfortable that way yeah is it my turn? Yes, your turn. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> I want to say something really controversial because that's m- most times what I do, but do I don't it. have anything controversial because oh, I've been I've been through this I've been through this way too much already. So oh, when yeah, I was married, yeah, when I was married, <laughs> my ex 
worked kind of, but I still did most of the paying for stuff, right? So at that point, you know, accounts are joint. Everything's pretty much coming out of mine. She just chips in where she can chip in, but all the money's coming from one place. When I got divorced, I'm obviously paying for that because, not, and not that I would change it anyway, because the point is that she's with our kids more, but um, paying for that because that was the arrangement then and going into it, you know, she doesn't work a ton, so I'm paying more child support. So moving forward, I think how I'd look at it is have a plan, which I'm sure anyone that hands with finance, finances would do, right? So if I was going to have it in a perfect way, I'd say we have one joint account. Each person has their own account. Mm-hmm. We put into the joint account to make sure bills are paid. We determine how much we're going to save in a relationship together, and then everything outside of that stays separate is the way I would do it. Yeah. You mm-hmm. know, and, and that doesn't mean it's going to go like that depending mm-hmm. on who I'm with. Mm-hmm. But I think that way, just having a plan is going to, is going to make sure everyone's happy. So to the point Latrice made, knowing, you know, what you're spending your money on, people want to, a lot of people that are doing dirt a lot of times don't want the the money they're spending to be known by the other person. But that's so important in it. Because, listen, if we got a joint account and you got a card and you just get to go do whatever you want to do while I'm over here trying to stack for us Mm -hmm. and you're spending – that's a big thing when you hear gambling addictions, all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're out there buying expensive dinners for two, I'm going to notice that shit. Right, because <laughs> <laughs> right, I like expensive dinners. <laughs> so so there's that. But the other thing is, um, I mean, knowing the other person's credit score, knowing their spending habits, mm-hmm. I think. Because uh, if, we're, if we sit down and we say, hey, you know, we have our house, what we're doing is we want to go on a trip in May. It's it's January. We're going to spend here, here, here. This is where you splurge. This is where you save. This is where we're going to cut a little bit. And these are the bills we have to pay. That's that's the good thing. But if you know someone has, like, the the tendency to go, if they go out and shop, they're going to spend a little more than they should, then, then you need to put a limitation on that. And yeah. I think a lot of people take offense that it's like, well, I have yeah, a limitation. Yeah, as soon as you said that, you I don't. was like, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I just, I felt restricted. <laughs> I don't even know why. I was just like, <laughs> Exactly. And it's, and the thing was, we had a plan together to spend in May, but now that I put a restriction on you, you, you feel a certain type of way. Why do I have a restriction, but you don't have a restriction? Because mm-hmm. I'm not trying to spend like you. And vice versa, dudes do the same thing. So mm-hmm. point being, I think the conversation needs to be had. One needs to be detailed. Two, and a plan needs to come out of it. Don't just have the conversation and be like, okay, we cool. Let's figure out what happens from here. So Right. No, I think it, that makes sense. It, and to that, so something that my ex and I would do is that we would say, okay, so make sure the bills are taken care of. We got a trip we're planning for. So we would, we had a joint account that we used for that. So mm-hmm. if we had a savings account that we were, that was joint that we would put in um, for general expenses. And then we also have one for like trips or like Christmas or whatever. And we would put into that, but it was like, okay, so as long as my bills are paid, as long as I have money in savings, as long as I'm putting towards whatever, you know, we're saving for, then whatever's left is what I call my blow money. That right. means I can buy whatever the hell I want. Mm-hmm. Don't you dare limit or restrict my, <laughs> me in any fucking way. Right. I, <laughs> but, but I think what you have there is you have a plan in place, and your limit is however much blow money you have. Yeah. You can't go into the so joint. So I can blow it all in one day, or I can make right. it last through the month. Right. But if yeah. I blow it all in one day, well, then I'm shit out of luck for the I, rest I of the month. I meant right. when you're spending out of a joint account. Is oh, okay, more yeah, than yeah, yeah. Your, that your, makes sense. Your own your own yeah go blow yours yeah for sure please thank you (laughs) 
what sure happens that. what happens most times when you blow yours then all of a sudden you want to see how much blow money I got yeah. well no so that's the thing too so like that's so when we would go out he would he would pay like whenever we would go out he would pay a lot of the time but I think that was more of like a chivalrous kind of deed but mm-hmm. I would also pay I'll be like no I got it I got it and I still do that when I go on dates and stuff I'm like I got it don't worry about it cause I just don't see the purpose in a man paying for everything all the time. Mm-hmm. Like I got you too. Like this is a two-way street. Right. So. I agree. I think I'll, we also need to make this clear too. I know we're talking about income and finances and all that. It's not about how much money you have. the The key is your expenses. Right. You know, keeping your expenses low. It doesn't matter how much income you have. Your expenses is really where it's at. You know, just. Mm-hmm. Knowing what you're spending your expenses on, keeping track of that, and, and definitely just trying to control what you can control because there's certain bills out there that are just reoccurring. Like, you got to have your phone on, you know, you got to have the heat, you know, you got to have electricity, things of that nature. But trying to keep your debt and your expenses as low as possible is, is the key. Definitely, Absolutely. I would say, moving forward. How can some people get by with their phone being the expendable one? Like, when you, someone be like, my phone's cut off. Oh, yeah. I mean, like, some wait. people. <laughs> <laughs> nah, nah yeah. right. I think I think Latrice also made uh, an important thing, and I want to make sure I talk about it the right way. And real quick, uh, we, we just so we have a couple of questions. Oh, go, no, go with the questions. Go we'll come yeah. Okay, so uh, Sarah asked, "How can a company close a credit card out of the blue when you make payments mm-hmm. on time and for the full amount?" Sarah, I hate to tell you this, but. Something ain't right. Something ain't right. Because Natasha said something too. Natasha and Sarah, something ain't right. Something ain't right. Say the same again. How can a company close a credit card out the blue when you make payments on time and for the full amount? So a couple of reasons why they can close your account. One, if you do not use their accounts. Okay? Mm -hmm. So if you go an extended period of time, um, like I had a Macy's card, and I just didn't really use it that often. They can go. Through. Oh look, I'm over here having an epiphany. Like I gotta use this card. I ain't use the yeah, shit. Shit's about to close it. <laughs> <I was> like, <laughs> what happened? What happened? She got real serious. I did. I was like, damn. I'm looking to go shopping right now when I get home. Going on. Just go use it and then pay it right off. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, but no, if you don't use a card for a long period of time, they will lower your limit and then they also will close your account. So maybe she has made down the five files out there. Let me take that back. Maybe have made on time payments, but if you haven't used that card consistently, they can close your account. Why would they want to do that though? Because it's not showing as a, a profit for them. It's not showing. You got to remember, it's it, everything's a business. It's a mm-hmm. tax write off yeah. for them mm-hmm. for when they're able to get those interest rates yeah. on that card. If you're not using it, they're not making money. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So what's the purpose of having? Well, you? I would. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you. I would think they would want you to keep it open just in case you're going to use it. No. So it, it hurts them more for you not to be using it. Oh, yes. I don't know. Yes. So the other question is, what do what does everyone feel is currently the best investment short or long term? Some people say gold, Bitcoin, stock, market, real estate, etc. Um, so I'm kind of getting into Bitcoins um, and cryptocurrencies right now. So I'm learning a lot about that. It's going to take off. So it's definitely good. Stock market is tough to be honest with you at this particular time so do your research i'm not a i have a disclaimer i'm not a bitcoin or cryptocurrency or a stock market trader so i cannot give you advice on that but for me um i love real estate i mean at the end of the day if you know how to do it correctly as i say all the time we may have flying cars in 10 years 
but we're still going to need a place to live. Mm -hmm. Right. right? Mm -hmm. That's not going to change. Now, mm -hmm. whether you are flipping houses or you have rental properties, that may change. The market may change. But if you do it the right way, there's more millionaires that come out of real estate than any other industry. Yeah. Absolutely. I definitely so, think real estate. Yeah, I, I was going to say, like, the key investment, I, I would think, is uh, real estate. As far as the stock market, the economy is kind of... Uh, mm -hmm. It's kind of iffy, and it's not going to be looking too good in the future. It's going to crash, and it's going to be one of the biggest crashes. They're predicting worse than the last one. Yeah, definitely. It's going to be a great, like another Great Depression, pretty much. That's what they're stating. But I would, at this point, I would save your coins and just try to plan for your next big investment, definitely. The thing I was going to say is, in this this should be a series, really, because you can't talk about everything that you need to talk about in finances and, mm -hmm. in one conversation. And I don't even know how long. Oh, we still got time. But uh, I think one thing that's important is, is learning how to invest. Not what you're investing in, mm -hmm. but how to invest. And by that, I mean, I'm sitting here stacking, and I'm hypothetical, I'm sitting here stacking a ton of money in my savings. Where is it? I'm not, not keeping no cash. That's the first key right there. Is when you mess with someone that got a bunch of cash around, you need to reevaluate. Anyway. <laughs> Uh, what'd you say? <laughs> Maybe you may be a stripper for all we know. Right. Well, I'm the ultimate bachelor, so you may I'm be a stripper. You may be. I mean, <laughs> 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 let me go ahead and get you. Hold on. Y'all hear that? Y'all hear that? I, I got it. <laughs> Anyways, but, but by that I mean you, you have to know. With how much you're supposed to be saving, what you're supposed to be investing in, what you're supposed to put in your retirement, and all those things. Because I think pe sometimes people think, and they'll get a new job and be making more money, so all they do is stick it into their saving. Listen, just because we're not a podcast Detroit, you just walking around. Because <laughs> I want to turn this off, and I want to try to put my phone in again. Just keep talking. Y'all see this? <laughs> She get her she get her own studio and she get comfortable. That's what's supposed to happen. But no, I think I think that's important to understand. But in, in real life too, because I had a conversation before with a financial advisor that said, you know, that kind of broke down the plan like that. Um, but you can't always go by what a financial advisor says. So it's a lot of times it's good for people to hear real life ways different people are investing their money. And for some people, hey, you feel comfortable just putting in a savings account. You also need to know that's okay. Mm -hmm. It just may not be giving you the best returns versus some other even safe investments. That I always that say make there. your money, make money. You know, that's, yeah, yeah. that's, that's my, my go-to. Right. So if your money's not making money, you're doing something wrong. Right. So I put on my Facebook the other day, like, okay, what did you invest your tax return in? All right. So if you didn't take a portion of your tax return and make it, your money make money, then you're going to be in the same spot <laughs> Maybe tomorrow, <laughs> the next right, day. Yeah. And you see it all the time. So I always give advice on even just ways to ensure that those small buckets of money that you come in contact with, you can use that to be able to set yourself up for success. So for example, um, <laughs> when you um, you know, when you own a piece of property and it's in the name it's in the name of a child, right? So I have a son, um, mm -hmm. JP's eleven. And JP already owns a piece of property, right? So he already mm -hmm. has a rental property. Because he owns a property, I get twice the deductions at tax at the time. So oh. 
just know small things. Mm-hmm. You got to know the law and know the things that work in your favor in order to set yourself up for success. Yeah. So have people in your corner that can teach you these things. Ha- talk to tax consultants. And then also ask yourself, like, what are some easy ways I can take a small portion of my money, even if it's a third. I always say take a third of your profits from whatever you're doing and invest in something so you can come back to it in a year, in six months, and you have, you know, a significantly more. Yeah. Well, once again, when I say taking it to real world, though, what do you what do you do for those people who live check to check, right? And so they're saying to to the point Jamie made about expenses, right? Mm-hmm. I don't make a ton of money. I have high expenses, therefore I don't have money to invest or a ton of money to invest. So, I mean, let, let's talk super realistic. Someone living check to check might only have thirty, forty dollars a month that they can put away Absolutely. or save or, or do anything. I think, I think giving advice on that, which, you know, that, it's a long conversation, but even real, real world stuff like that is important for people to hear. Cause no one ever talk. you don't go talk to uh, a, a financial advisor or, or an investor and they, you know, you talk to them about $150 and they'll yeah. be like, bro. <laughs> so to break it down to like, a, I'm sorry. Yes. I'm, I apologize for cutting you off, but yeah, there's easy ways to save. Yeah. So even just improving your credit score can yeah. be ways that you mm-hmm. can That's a good save. point. Yeah. So for example, 60% of your car insurance, your homeowner's insurance, and your renter's insurance is based off your credit score. Yeah. 60%. So if you raise your credit score, you can then go back to your you know, um, car insurance, Allstate or State Farm, and say, rerun my credit. Mm-hmm. And on average, if your score is less than 600, you're paying at least at least 50 per 60% more than what you should be paying for that same car. On those insurance? On insurance, just an yeah, insurance. Yeah, yeah. Or refinance your vehicle once your credit score gets higher so that you can get a lower interest rate. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, most people are upside down on their car because mm-hmm. they went and got a car with 20%, 25% interest rate. Everybody knows your car loses value as soon as you drive it off the lot, right? So there's ways to continue to save. And that's why I say when you get a lump sum, like a tax return, you know, think about obviously most of the time when people have less than $40 left at the end of their check, they're probably using that money to get caught up. That's just keeping it all the way real, mm-hmm. right? There's probably things that they didn't let slip throughout the year, and now they got to use this money to be able to breathe and take a deep breath. But at the same time, you know, give that money to someone else, even if it's just $100, whatever it is mm-hmm. you know i have people like that all the time they'll say i want to invest my money i may only have a hundred dollars mm-hmm. i don't care how much they have if they i, I will still tell them i'll take your hundred dollars and i'll give you 15 percent interest in six months yeah they can't go to a bank and do that right. right and so that's just my way personally of saying let me help anyone regardless of whatever that you bring to the table right yeah my my big thing is you know just one making your money work for you instead mm-hmm. of you working for your money Absolutely. and another thing is just really paying yourself first that's really my big thing so before you do anything before you pay your expenses or anything you know pay yourself first try to put that money put it invest like like she was saying as far as your taxes you know take that money invest it um so i think just things like that will definitely put you in a good position and working on your credit score definitely put you in a good position to do things like that because mm-hmm. you know if you got your credit score you don't have to come out of pocket right. you know that gives you access to a better life you can take that money and actually you know invest into property and not have to use your own money mm-hmm. and that's really that's really the goal really that's what a lot of people do especially if you have good credit it's like why well, have good credit and not use it mm-hmm. you know so I, I definitely would say just work on those things to be 
it'd be essential to you moving forward. Yeah. yeah, and that was kind of what I was going to say. It's like, first things to work on your credit. Second thing, if you do have a little bit of extra money at, at the end of your check or whatever, um, using it to invest, like you said, giving it to someone or whatever, even if it's something, if you if you like buying stuff, um, do something, make, purchase an asset instead of a liability. So if you, you're like, oh, I got to get the new J's on Saturday. Okay, cool. <laughs> If it's the right, if it's the right Jordans, go and get you three or four pairs, and then turn around and flip them on on eBay or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, you know what I'm saying? If you want to go Black Friday shopping, cool. Do what you got to do. Set a little bit of money aside. Cop some extra like TVs or whatever. That is a super great deal. Turn around and flip them. Mm-hmm. Like actually do things that are gonna make money for you. Or you know, if you want to invest your money in something. Buy something that's going to help you make money long term. So buy a computer. Because you can fucking make so much money on the internet. Literally, there's a website. Build, build a podcast studio. Build a podcast studio. <laughs> seriously. But yeah. like a, what? We put a... No, but seriously. But we put our money together and like bought the little phone, the little mics, like all this shit or whatever. It was an investment, but eventually we're going to make money off you of it. You still owe me any or no? And no, <laughs> I'm I'm talking, I'm I don't think so. I'm just trying to make sure my money's working for me. Wow. I'm talking shit. I'm talking shit. She's she's very current. I'm sorry. (laughs) I definitely say. I'll be paying my bills, okay? Fast fast pay makes fast friends, that's for sure. With today's age, I definitely would say that social media has made it easier for people to make money without even investing any money at all. Mm. Absolutely. Even that, like, there are people, I'm not even going to say no, but there are people that I work with on social media who have over 100,000 followers and aren't making any money. I have 2,000 followers on Instagram Man, and what? I make money off of posting shit on social them. media. I know people that oh, have 100,000 followers and make nothing mm-hmm. off of their social and I'm like, you're fucking crazy. You know how much money I can make mm-hmm. if I had 100,000 followers? I'm making the money right now and I ain't got shit. Yeah. I don't even know how I'm doing it. Yeah. It's random. But like, there's always a way. So if you like being online, like me, like when I, when Facebook and all of that came out and MySpace, man, I was coding and doing all types mm-hmm. of shit and I figured out a way to make money off of it. Now it's my career. Like, Dude, you fucking find a way to make money. So like I was saying, it's a lot of people out here who are living check to check. They don't even have a computer. Buy a three, four hundred dollar computer. Use that computer to find ways to make money. Even if you sign up, like um, there's a website called Fiverr, F-I-V-E-R-R dot com. Oh, yeah. You can sell services and make money. Like if you do graphic design, if you write like bios, like literally I write bios, I write um resumes, I do all this random shit for like, you know, twenty, fifty, a hundred dollars, whatever, bam, that's easy money mm-hmm. so if you have a talent a skill set something you could sell those services online and make money there's a million ways to make money there's no reason that anybody in 2019 should be living check to check and can't make another dollar well Here's and with that said let's do a quick advertisement if you got a hundred thousand followers <laughs> <laughs> this podcast studio is available and we will collab with you anytime free rent plug <laughs> <laughs> Um, I, we'll I, would, I would say that right. something that, that's very underrated and that like not a lot of people talk about is investing in yourself. Yeah. Definitely, you know, just either using the internet by, you know, setting up a plan of what you want to do, reading books, or just picking up a trade. So I think that's something that people should look into. It doesn't, we're talking about finances. It doesn't always have to be stocks, bonds. Yeah. And, no. You know, it doesn't have to be that. You definitely can just invest into yourself. I know a lot of people that do that. I know I did it myself, you know, just in education, you know, and that's something that not a lot of people, you know, want to look into. They feel like, you know, it's not a good investment nowadays. But just doing that, I mean, especially for people that's, you know, staying at home with their parents, you know, stacking up their money, I think that investing in yourself is definitely something that, it, it, it's very important, very important. Absolutely. Especially, you know, just bettering 
your lifestyle and, and making yourself happy too as well. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a, even what this thing is because you know we haven't made any money. Like I said, if you got a podcast, <laughs> bring it. We about to make some money though. But anyway, <laughs> but, but I mean, we spent money on this when I I love buying toys, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. And so, you know. Still investing. Clearly, in, I got another mic. I got another. Like, what the fuck did you? I got another. I got a better chair for what? Now, 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 now we wish I had it. Well, my chair of fire. But oh, now, now, damn. Yeah, shade. Yeah. Right. I'm telling you, I'm getting a special chair too. Hey, we invested in the studio together, but chairs was on your own, bro. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyways, point I'm bringing me my in. own next time. Yeah. Right. Note to self. There will be another chair by next time. But the real, real talk though. This was an investment, the same way Jamie said it. It was something we like to do that mm-hmm. isn't paying back yet, but is better than, once again, buying, going to buy some J's or, or something for my Jeep or something like that. So um, I think I think it makes a big deal. What? I just, I, I got a song, it was an R. Kelly song I was about to start singing, and then I was like, don't do it, don't do it. <laughs> <You really? laughs> sorry. <laughs> yeah, see, you blending conversation. <laughs> <laughs> But we can we can go into R. Kelly on no, another no, one. We need to go into R. Kelly. Y'all don't have to be here for that. But <laughs> we can go into that. That's crazy. What happened? She said she knew what I was about to sing. Yeah, I, was I like, know too. Okay. I was in the car the other day. Bump and grind came on. And I started. I was like, ooh, and then I was like, oh no. <laughs> like change. The, no. Next song. How did that even get on my playlist? I deleted all that shit. Oh man. <laughs> Anyways. Because if you think about it, he's probably talking about a twelve-year-old. Yeah. Fuck. Anyways. Sorry about that. Right. Finance, 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 finance. So speaking about credit cards, I don't use them because the rates and fees seem like a waste of money, even though they're convenient. Do you feel that it's in people's best interest financially to never use credit or store court? No. Mm -hmm. Like, it's not in your best interest. Like, you need to have at least one revolving line of credit that you use on a regular basis or you're not because that's the thing like I used to do before I got married I did everything in cash I bought everything with cash and my husband was like why like why don't you finance a car why don't you have a credit I'm like no I'm good I got everything cash I don't need it I don't, I don't. but then again went to go buy a house or, or realized that I wanted to buy a house and I was like oh shit I have no credit like I mean the only credit I have is from when I was 19 and I messed it up so then I was like, ah, oh, damn, you know, I had to actually establish these different lines of credit plus clean up all the old stuff. And now I'm like, I have a really healthy revolving um, line of credit or a couple lines of credit or whatever. I mean, like, it's good because it's a healthy mix. Like, they look for a healthy mix of credit lines, mm-hmm. of trade lines. So, yeah, it's definitely in your best interest to at least have just one. I mean, the, what is the purpose of credit? I mean, at the end of the day, the purpose of credit is to show the who you ever trying to get a loan from that you're responsible. Mm-hmm. But it's not even just that these days because maybe you never want a loan. Maybe you never need to finance anything. Do you need want a job? They, they, yeah. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. I, literally, I just got a job offer. They literally licked, or they, they literally <laughs> Hold on. <laughs> what type of job was that? <laughs> and I'm a stripper? <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. They licked at everything. Everything in my background, my credit, like everything, and I was like, "Damn!" Yeah, you know, because some jobs will deny you, especially if you're working with finances. You have to have good credit. So we're only gonna go a couple more minutes. So because if you're trying to keep consistent with your timing, but I said these were supposed to be ninety minute shows. Ninety. You don't look at the notes, man. No, I don't. Nope, I don't. (laughs) 
No, nah, I, I would say with credit, mm-hmm. it, it basically it takes money to make money. So, you know, like like I said earlier, you know, it's no point of having good credit and you're not utilizing it's, it's, it. The whole purpose of credit is showing responsibility. Yeah, mm-hmm. definitely. You're responsible with your finances. And when it comes to credit cards, 30% of your credit score is made of revolving credit. Yeah. So if you don't have a major credit card, which is very common because once your score gets so low, you can't get approved for one. Mm-hmm. You don't have one that's 30% of your score that's not being tapped into. That's like taking a test and not answering 30% mm-hmm. of the questions. It's not smart. Mm-hmm. So add something small. Put your, you know, you know, use your use it for gas. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, put, mm-hmm. you know, a small bill you pay every single month yep. on there. And then you're just using a small portion because you never want to use more than 30% of your approved amount. Mm-hmm. And then pay it off every month. Have it on auto pay. Yep. Yep. You're yeah. basically just paying for credit. That's basically what, mm-hmm. that's basically essentially what you're doing. It's just mm-hmm. paying for credit. You know, there's... Millionaires out here that they finance a Porsche, but everybody knows they have money for a Porsche, mm-hmm. but they're just building their credit, you know? And then once you get there, you do this amazing thing called business credit, okay? Which is a exactly. whole other right. and a whole other level because I own nothing in my personal name. Everything is in my business. Everything. My car, my homes, my Oh, my yeah, we got to do a show on that. The whole thing. Because guess yeah. what? If the economy does take a hit and something happens and I lose everything then I just lose that business. My personal finances won't be touched. Always protected. So you can, you're always protected. You can always go start another business. Exactly. So you can either complain about the game or you can learn the game. So and tax up. tax implications too Absolutely. as well. Absolutely. So that's another big business thing. Business credit is where it's at. That's where you really, that's where the, the big dollars are at. Okay. Um, personal credit, you really want to start working towards. If you have a business and you're building it yourself, start thinking about how I can form a business because one of the big things with the tax laws is with Trump, with last, was it last year? He passed the law, mm-hmm. yeah. Is the benefits of being an entrepreneur and having a small businesses. And mm-hmm. if you're a small business now, you're getting major tax breaks mm-hmm. for having a business. So, But not even just that. Even if you don't <coughs> want to take it that far to the big expenses, even just doing normal expenses, like working on your house, if you structure it right, you you can get all of that stuff. I don't want to say tax-free, but... but you know, as a reduction on your taxes, if you have an LLC or, or anything, which takes, what, an hour and, and 70 60 bucks to set up, right? Or $60. 60 Yeah, so there you go. Yeah, I think, you know, <clears throat> I was going to say something, and you looked at me weird, and I felt like I had to hurry up. <laughs> 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 I was like, oh, Dad just looked at me like, <laughs> I was like, shit. Even well, for this, I mean, this should be a write-off. You know what I'm saying? All well, your, everything the, that you purchase here should be a write-off. Yeah, definitely. Say what you gotta say. It's Go a write off for me. Oh. <laughs> and where's your write off as well? Okay, I'm she can write off what she what she tipped in. Ooh. <laughs> I think it's time for a commercial break. <laughs> <laughs> right. Hold on, but really short messages. We got commercials for that. <laughs> we need to. Anyway, Money maker. Um, <laughs> do you but seriously though, in that instance, can she write off what I spent? If you guys are in it jointly, yes. Yeah, but we're not. So that's what I thought. So yeah. that's the thing. So like for me, I work from home a lot. So yeah. a portion of my home exactly. is this. a write-off. My yeah. cell phone is a write-off. Yeah. My vehicle is a write-off. All that, yeah. Everything I do is yeah. for, if I go out of town, okay, yeah. I'm going to do something for business. Purpose. Right, exactly. 
that plane ticket is a write-off. And that's exactly, and that's exactly <laughs> what I meant by yeah. people don't just look at the big stuff. Just mm-hmm. go spend that $60 once. You're going to have to file it on your taxes, so there's a little bit of work. But if you're not doing a ton of stuff on it, it's pretty easy, and you're saving a lot of money. So Absolutely. Uh, and that's what I was going to say. It's just like I know it seems overwhelming. Like I know we're talking about a lot of stuff, and if you don't, like, know about any of this already it's gonna sound way over your head way overwhelming but like what I put in the title of the video on Facebook anyway is just like getting your finances right so you can live your best life it truly is mm-hmm. worth the effort because you can take those trips because then you can write them off and ultimately after you get into the group of doing those things you have more of an expendable income so that you can take trips to wherever you want to go you can enjoy yourself enjoy your life I see people all the time oh my god I just need a vacation I just want to take a trip I gotta get the hell out of Michigan all that stuff but like you can do that mm-hmm. you can do that yeah like, it's really not as hard as everybody thinks it is to hop on a plane and go somewhere. Yeah. Sure do you want to take a break then if we're going to go longer? No, we can wrap it up. Oh, I didn't say we had to. Unless I'm anybody saying... have any last thoughts or you want to watch everybody's face looking yeah, all. No, I think, <laughs> I, think, okay. I think this is great. Um, I know your, your live can't see me, but I think it's great for to have the real conversations and when to have, have people. What's up? Relationship. That would be the other question. Do you bring up date one? I think, so, advertisers, what's your first word? I think... No. Uh, <laughs> I would say, like, a, a couple years or maybe a year into uh, an actual series. No, there's no way. How you going to wait that long? Well, well, it depends on the questions that we're asking. I, I'm saying, if you're in a serious relationship, which, which, once again, we determined, or I determined from my comment when we were, and you guys agreed, when we were in there was, um, you know, what you're in a relationship or at whatever status when you guys agree you have the conversation you agree there if we're gonna have a conversation you're gonna ask me to be serious like i get to ask questions right mm-hmm. from there so i'm mm-hmm. saying i'm if i'm feeling you and it's two months in great if it's not right. until six months in for whatever reason but i don't i think it's on both sides for guys and girls i think it's a, a misconception that we need to have it too soon or we shouldn't have it until two years or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, I, when I'm ready to have it, I'm ready to have it. If you can't have the conversation, maybe there's a reason why, and that's exactly why we need to have it. So, I, think, yeah. I think it also depends on, like, what stage you are in your life. Too, sure, that's well. a good point. Because I know sometimes, you know, you might be in the stage of your life, you're ready to just move forward. You right. have a family. 100%. You know, mm-hmm. get married. It just really depends. Yeah. I know for me okay. personally, at the stage of my life now, it'd probably take me some time. But I'm still going to ask them. To have the convo? Yeah, I mean... I'm still going to ask some financial questions here and there, yeah. but as far as, like, seriously... I, I think I, anybody with kids is, like, ready to have a conversation. Like, oh, yeah, I, like, Latrice, I don't even know you. I mean, we could probably have it right now if you're ready to go. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? If we're going to continue to do the show together, I need to know some things. <laughs> also, if you're with somebody, too, like, on a daily basis, you kind of can just... You can get the vibe yeah. and tell too, especially you know just kind of where and their money goes. And they start sweating, like, yeah, yeah, that that too. You know what, what they spend yeah. their money on, what yeah. they care about, things like that. Mm-hmm. So you kind of can get an inkling yeah. of that if you pay attention. So yeah. Sarah said that convo needs to happen when you when you start spending money on that person. I don't necessarily know if that's true because like mm-hmm. you know especially like Sarah, we love you. <laughs> the same Sarah that we shot down earlier about yeah. the credit card. Yeah, Sarah, we really do love you. So just for the record, not, we're not going to keep being negative on Sarah. No, but I'm just saying, like, I don't know. No, because we wasn't negative on her, but I think 
that's something with the credit card thing that was really just about, you know, obviously you must not be using that card or there's something going on, so it's something you want to look into. As far as, I don't know that once you start spending money on a person, because you spend money on a person when you take them out on a date. I mean, you spend money on a person pretty much from up front unless y'all are doing everything 50-50 from the very first interaction. And that's, that's the funny part about what I was talking about, expectations, right? It's, mm. it's funny that... Uh, no offense that a woman would say that because a lot of times a woman doesn't get to spending money. If you're more about chivalry, a woman doesn't get to spending money until later on. Yeah, so, so I can see a woman thinking, hey, but, I, but at the same time I can see that same woman thinking, not her, but a, same woman, a woman with the same type of mentality thinking that a guy should start spending right away or like should be paying for the first date, even, you know, whatever. So I think that's another thing about the expectations I'd love to talk about. And that's just a theory. I'm not saying that's mm-hmm. a fact. But I can see it like that, like a woman thinking, well, now I'm spending. Like, I need to know where you at. Right. Whereas, she, <laughs> whereas he, you know, he can buy whatever he wants for her and she has no problem. Yeah, I definitely think that it, it varies on, you know, couple to couple. Like you said, if you're feeling somebody two months in, if y'all are getting to the point where that is... I would rather have that conversation two months in mm-hmm. um, and have an open, honest discussion, and then we fall and we can do whatever we got to do versus, damn, we're in deep, and now I realize that your finances are fucked, and I really want, I really am in love with you, want to build life with you, but, like, man. I can't I don't, afford it. I, I can't afford it. <laughs> I don't want to take on that debt. Like, I mean, all of that. So it's like, yeah, the so conversation should be had up front. Really and that's really the thing is, like, people don't want to talk about these real things because who had, who the, who? Who I want somebody to comment. Who has that conver- Who has had that conversation up front? Like people just don't. I will. I funny have thing you? is, I'm 35. Have you? 35. I have three have kids. You? I will have that conversation you first date. Uh, for sure. Had it the first date. Uh, you've had that finance conversation already. They've asked me questions for sure, oh, and I will. And, and I will answer all of them. And I didn't ask back because oh, you're not because, answering my because, question. because in my because I'm asking you. <laughs> My, my bad. It, have you had? And it was hot. Thursday, she, my she voice coming, it's hot in here. That's a good thing. But we were worried about it being hot enough in here. So Are you? Because you're not talking I'm enough. Is why. Yeah, that's why I'm getting all hot and heated. Like, listen, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> you're not answering me. Because no, have you? At this point, you've been divorced a few years. Oh yeah, a while yeah. Yeah. <laughs> The king of like. Shout out to her. She's a great girl. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> oh man. She's the mom of my kids. I gotta make sure we stay positive. Yeah. She okay. might be listening. Okay. Okay. I don't think so, important. but. Okay. Listen. So you've been divorced. So you obviously have dated. Have you had that conversation yet? Where you're like, yo, what's your, what's credit score? What's finances oh, looking like? Every single relationship that's, anything that I call a relationship, I've had the conversation in. Okay. Because, like I said, I'm 35. Like, I got real stuff. Like, I, for me, it's like am I, if I'm going to start spending on you. For example, if I'm sitting out here buying you stuff, right, or change it up even more, you out here buying yourself stuff, mm-hmm. right, but you are not taking care of your responsibilities, like, right. that's right. first yeah, and no. foremost sign, yeah. like, I'm good. Yeah. Because because then, I once agree. again, I like to be able to spend. Like, I make, I make good money, so I like to be able to spend on somebody, right? So I'm not going to contribute to an irresponsible uh, situation that's going to mm-hmm. eventually end up where you said it if if so so to be honest a lot of times rather than asking them about that I'll put information out there to start the, to get the conversation rolling because as soon as you ask me a question 
Like, I'm going to start asking a question back. So, so I, like I said, I'll have that conversation the first date if you really want to. Yeah. So, because I'm just, good with mine. And that's, right. that's the that's I just, difference. I feel like a lot of people don't have the honest conversation up front before getting into a relationship. It's usually something that happens after they're already kind of in there emotionally. Mm-hmm. And then they have the conversation. And then it's like, oh, well, I mean. Yeah, it's too late at that point. Yeah, because yeah. then you're like, oh, especially women. Because women will be like, well, I'll help you fix it. Yeah. Well, one thing. I'm looking at you. Well, one thing. Damn us. One thing we should make clear, though, is is every every. I think if someone, if you're in a situation or relationship, I think the misconception that we may even be giving off right here is that it needs to be in a good place, right? The shit happens. Like you're not always in a good place. I think you. I think the most important thing, and I think anyone you're with or looking to be with is looking for is like do you know your situation one do you have a plan if it's not where it wants to be because to me like i said if i'm having that conversation i'm like you know she says she has bad credit i you know i can't see that in the conversation but maybe she has a credit card debt but she has a plan where she's like yeah i'm putting like 200 dollars a month towards it and i'm not spending on anymore that makes me feel a lot more comfortable even though it's not where it's supposed to be right yeah. and the thing about it is too is like one of the i think it, it might be the number one reason for divorce is finances mm-hmm. so i mean like it's it's if would you tell somebody if you had aids i think legally you have to so i think that's just as an important conversation like this is something that a person would have to make a choice do i want to take the risk is it mm-hmm. worth it okay well i have my finances are really messed up is do I want to take the risk? Is it worth it to me? Like, am I willing to sacrifice all of the hard work that I've done, all of the responsible decision-making or whatever that I've done to get in with somebody who's obviously been irresponsible with money in one way? And, and again, it doesn't have to be like, okay, you your credit score isn't 640, I can't deal with you. It's not about that. Again, it's mm-hmm. about making sure that they have a plan, they seem to be on the right track, all of that, and making sure that it kind of aligns with where you're at. But yeah. it might be, you might have that standard where it's like, look, if you ain't at a 650, I'm not dealing with you. Okay, if that's what it is. But you need to know that going into the conversation and be ready to walk away if it ain't what you need it to be. I, I think you touched on a good point, definitely. I, I think I would say that... Money can't buy you happiness, but it does impact every aspect of your life. So I think it's something that's very important. And it, and if you don't care about it, I think that's going to be a red flag. If you don't have a plan or, or anything in place for it and not aware of your finances, it's going to be all red flags. So I, I feel like with money, it's going to bring a, a, a better lifestyle for you. And it's just... Something you just really can't stare away from. I mean, I'll use myself as an example. I, I got really sick. You know what I'm saying? I had to take some time off of work. My score dropped down to a 515. So if I would have met someone at the time, it didn't matter. Yeah. You know, I don't have to be like, so yeah, I'm a 515. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And so life happens, as he said. Things happen. If you have kids, you know life happens. Mm-hmm. Like things just come up. But as he said, have a plan and right. know that. This is not a this is this a season in your life, or is this who you are? That's what I'm looking for when that's I have exactly. that conversation. Yeah. <laughs> this is a season. Like things happen, shit happens. We've all made bad financial decisions. Yeah, Everybody definitely. in this room has. Definitely. But was that a season, or are you continuously making those bad decisions? You know, if that's not no longer a season, that's just who you are. Yeah. <laughs> right. You know, there's and, a difference. And another thing, I hate when people say money doesn't buy you happiness. I hate that. 
because I, I think I agree with the, the core statement that money doesn't buy you happiness. But I guarantee you, when you don't have it, you are unhappy for yeah, sure. So well, that's what when he said that, I was thinking, well, money might not buy you happiness, but the lack of money show as hell, yeah, right. you, that's you know, puts you in distress. Yeah. yeah, so I, I I think you should but look no at it. no money, like, more problems. Right, but I, I almost, <laughs> the reason I, say, I always try and correct, I don't want to say correct, but, but challenge that statement is because I look at it like that. Like, and it's that important that for my life to go the way I want it to go, I need to clean stuff up. I, I need to constantly be cleaning stuff up, looking for better ways. I mean, she she's brought up some things. That I'm like, dang, I need to go check my own stuff. You know what I'm saying? So I think it's, I think it's important you should always be thinking like that, having these conversations, um, listening to this podcast. <laughs> always listen to this podcast. That is the Because we'll get first... you there. <laughs> First rule in living your best life. Uh, but, but no, I think I think it's important um, to to get to a happy place because. No, uh, and I'm like, no, actually, I'm thinking about it. I'm like, I mean, money can't buy happiness, but but really, it kind of does. Yeah, <laughs> like buys everything. I'm happy with. I was thinking that I'm like, well, it takes money to travel. I love traveling. Like I really like like money. Actually, does contribute to your happiness. Mm-hmm. Of course, your in happiness inside should come first. And like building relationships, that's where all you get the mushy gushy stuff. But like you would rather be with your significant other on a beach somewhere or whatever than like hold up, sitting hold in up. a box on the side of the road. We just talked about you can't have a relationship with someone that's bad with their money. So Ooh. that just started your relationship. You're inside too. So. Ooh. We may be corrected ourselves. Oh, wait, what? Okay, so you can't even love yourself if you ain't got good credit. Is that where we went? That's where I'm going to go. Shit, y'all. <laughs> I felt that. That was deep. Hey, you got to take a personal responsibility for your credit. <laughs> right. Hey. For happiness. You got to do this for your family. I'll be honest. I talk to a lot of different people. A lot of, I mean, even billionaires that have bad credit. Yeah. It's just not people that are living, mm-hmm. you know, at minimum wage. There's Trust me majority of people are faced with the same issue part of the problem is that we all think that we've got to put this image out that life is perfect mm-hmm. and whether that be finances social media just took it to a whole new level mm-hmm. where everyone thinks that oh my life is just happy happy joy joy that's not reality right <laughs> reality is life happens reality mm-hmm. is is that you don't have to act like you're perfect and you know a lot of times when i even ask people as we're doing consultations Hey, when's, what's your score? You hear them like, oh my gosh, should I say it? Like they, they mm-hmm. all they pause because they get. And I always tell my story first yep. to say, I've been there. Yep. <laughs> you know, like I'm not perfect, and it happens. And so the biggest thing is just taking that step forward. But in relationship, it's just about honesty and respect at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. If you can't be honest um, about that conversation, I have a I had a boyfriend, and, and I was like, let's let's look at your credit report. He's a how, how deep was this in? <laughs> um, how deep was this in? Probably, we probably were in probably about three or four months. Damn. You think that's too soon? Or too but no, I'm just thinking like I can't even get in three or four months. I don't even know if I like a person. But no, <laughs> like, I mean, she was like, trying to decide that. I'm like, shit. This is what I do. So I mean, we were talking I even about, and obviously I was giving some, giving some advice, mm. and I was like, you know, I can help you. So that's yeah. my opening line. Like, right. I can help you. That's what I do. Right? Yeah. Pop over my computer. Yeah, right. What's your social media? I, I might. I might. <laughs> you got to throw it out creative. You got to be creative. I do. Like, let me help you. Help I'll be like, dang, this bill. Like when I'm going past due and, and man, that's affecting my credit. I think my credit dropped like thirty points on this. That's crazy. So I went from this to this. How's, how's yours? How's yours? You good? 
school. But I did. And he, I mean, he, you can tell he was a little nervous, yeah. but, and then he was like, well, let me see yours. So I respect that, you know, like, yeah. everyone's not, I get, I'm a little crazy, not everybody's just going to throw stuff out there like that. Oh, I, I feel do. like, I want to have a date where I, mean, I like, I'm just like, hey, let's get together and drink some wine and exchange credit reports. Yeah. <laughs> or we can put everything, like, all the questions in the bowl, like, okay. I think y'all should just have sex. Have a bunch yeah. of sex first. I know, I was like, hey, wait, you know. Know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Hey, just, hey, this is strictly business. We can handle this. <laughs> I'll be more willing. Get get to that. Wait, what? You were listening. <laughs> I just heard sex. Jamie was listening. Because yeah, he yeah, heard yeah. sex. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, because sex, you, you get somebody in the world. So you're going to ask somebody to curse for why you have sex? Like, no, not while. Tell me it's 780. Hey, if you're into that. Hey, if you're into that. I was joking, obviously, but I, I meant, obviously, the, the theory of having tough the conversations after. Yeah. Oh, okay. Oh, that, that pillow talk. Yeah. 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 Okay. <laughs> Absolutely. Okay. So we, I don't know how I feel about that. I would rather just have a date. We, I was Maybe joking. Now everybody gonna be afraid to have sex with me. <laughs> definitely, like, oh no. definitely. like I already asked about your credit afterwards, girl. I'll mess with him. <laughs> he is too nosy. Right. Oh, but but no, it's, really it's just about it's about honesty. And yeah. at the end of the day, and well, how you gonna do that two hours in at the club at the bathroom anyway? Is that how you get it in? Oh man. Ooh. Ooh, she see, see, <laughs> she going back. So I talk, Yikes. I talk real life. We gonna have, you know what? Yeah. I wasn't here for that. No, no, you wasn't. Come on uh, back. Yeah, come on back, cause, cause, I, cause it didn't happen. What? Oh, they were, they were trying to frightened. act like they were trying to. No, oh, they were trying stunned. to act like. Stunned for the ground. Uh, who stunned? You didn't got her started. <laughs> no, as we're talking about one night stands, they try to act like one night stands don't happen. And then, and then I took it, and I took it one step further. I was like, people hook up like at the club they meet at, mm-hmm. and they try to act like that never happens. I didn't say no. B. You? No, I said no. I mean, at the strip club, you know, I mean, shit happens. <laughs> <laughs> Where's the bell? I'm investing the bell, and that's why I tax you. What the fuck up the hell? That is a good transition because you're spending money, mm. right, in finances. Oh. Mm. Yeah. On the big booties at the yeah. strip club. Yeah. The booty club. The booty club. And you are. Relaxing. Working on relationships yeah. and asking their credit score after you're finished. Dang, you're right. No, well, we're just, <laughs> you got to come back for that conversation. Yeah, it, it, wasn't, it wasn't me having sex in a bathroom what after meeting them for two hours. Not yet. So, Not yet. Not yet. Oh, shit. <laughs> you're well, like, you're still time. I'm still young. If, if, you got, if you got good credit. What's <laughs> <laughs> that credit score? All right, that's right. Right. So, anyways. Okay. So, I think that we've had enough. <laughs> <laughs> I've had enough. Oh, I yeah. feel it. All right, yeah, so um, we'll go around the table, starting with Jamie, to give everybody an opportunity to say their goodbyes, any last words. You want people to be able to reach out to you, to let you know what that credit score do, you know, <laughs> whatever. Jamie B., you can look it up on Twitter, Instagram. I'll pop right up. <laughs> Jamie's so quiet, this show. She's <laughs> so? over laughing. Just enjoying him. Well, because I'm soaking all this in. Okay. Thank you. Observing. Thanks. It's Jalen at Jalen Sutter on all social media. And then that goes to me, huh? Yep. I am, I am Latresa on Twitter and on Instagram and then um, also on Facebook. The best Amber across all social media platforms. 
except for Instagram, I'm the best Amber. She ain't got that, honey. No. Two E's. I'm working on it. Two E's. The best Amber. Mm-hmm. Me? That's you. Uh, Alex, my blog, and now podcast, The Ultimate Bachelor, uh, for shock value. And <laughs> at U-L-T-B-A-C-H. So. Yeah. So, thank y'all for tuning in. Uh, have a great evening. <laughs>